0: Good morning, it is first thing Friday and time for Fresh Fix the latest edition of our weekly newsletter read the original with all the links at AddictiveLondon.com. Fix, Friday, February 5th. Ad Tech So much noise in this sector, and so much up in the air as we wait for Apple to implement their much-anticipated changes around privacy. Probably the best place to start is this strategic interview with Fix friend Eric Sufert, the dawn of app marketing and mobile advertising. It's a great explanation of the current situation and has interesting thinking on how Apple and Facebook are affected in the short and longer term. It's also a good explanation of how smart people are using Facebook right now, ignoring the targeting options and letting Facebook use creative as fuel to find the right people. So the more ad creative you give it, the more surface area it has to explore these very granularly defined groups and find the best ad creative for the group based on their proclivities to engage in apps like yours. To go deeper read Eric on how Apple is giving its own ad network privileges that others cannot get. The other element of the perfect storm is Google looking at how to replace third-party cookies. They have come out heavily in favor of cohorts and this wired piece is a good summary of the proposals and the pros and cons. As it shows, industry opinion is divided. Fix friend Dave Morgan is in favor believing they will get ad targeting biz back on track but some on the programmatic side are more reticent with an ID advocate arguing why cohorts is a privacy detour the media industry should avoid. There is more in the Wall Street Journal and it seems clear that Apple, Facebook and Google all look likely to benefit in the long term, just as they did with GDPR. I haven't seen much comment on how all this is going to affect Amazon. With that $8 billion in Q4 ad revenue they are a major player. While GAFA make the weather, everyone else has to work out how to stay dry. Walmart are investing more in their ad business, with a new name, Walmart Connect, and an ambition to become a top-10 AD player. They have partnered with Trade Desk and acquired a DCO firm Thunder that will let them make ads quickly and cheaply for SME advertisers. German publisher Axel Springer came out heavily in favor of privacy with an open letter from their CEO demanding a European constitution, to stop the platforms using data. But Netflix, where he is on the board, is okay, you can learn more about his thinking in this excellent conversation with Mark Thompson formerly of the New York Times, at a founder forum event last year. Another consequence of the perfect storm is consolidation, as people rethink their strategy. App marketing platform Aploven has been on an M&A spree since raising $400 million last year and have now bought a a just-a-mobile attribution firm for $1 billion. With huge changes in attribution imminent this is an interesting move, but does enable Aploven to offer a full service to its clients. BTW Apple has been accused of being lax on privacy and that it doesn't vet the app Privacy Nutrition labels it now insists on. Some are misleading and some are untrue. Dollar Dollar It's earnings time again, and more stellar performances over Q4. First from Google, with large parts of their good fortune down to the ad spending recovery. These two quotes underline how Google, and digital as a whole, is now core to smart businesses. It reflected a broad-based re-engagement across industries, she said, with advertisers putting even more of their budgets into digital media as they searched for more effective ways to reach an audience during the pandemic. As traditional TV ratings continue to decline, TV advertisers are turning to streaming platforms like YouTube to reach people who are no longer watching TV. This bank analysis on the Google results is quite interesting. Amazon we mentioned the other day. Where the results were very good, but were overshadowed by the news that Bezos is taking the role of exec chairman. But one thing that is worth digging out is this: Amazon's other business segment, made up primarily of its advertising business, jumped 64% to 7.95 billion dollars in sales during the quarter, the fastest growing segment. And Terry Kawaya makes a really good point in this interview that businesses are being trained by the examples set by ad marketing and DTC. To think about advertising as something you can actually measure now, this idea of outcome based advertising has to be a good thing for ad tech. Alibaba also shared their results. Another case of up and to the right in China, too. Revenues were up 37%. Year on year, and the number of people they have is quite staggering. Mobile monthly average users on the retail marketplace are 902 meters. 21% up on last quarter. The report is worth reading to see the range of their business activities and see the product innovation. Newtf. In the latest AT&T results, some big claims were made for HomeX subscribers, saying they had reached 40 meters, two years ahead of schedule. Clearly, the release of Wonder Woman was a big factor here. Dig into the numbers, and those who activated their subscription is somewhat lower, closer to 17 meters. Still, it's a good start, and the HBO content should keep them in contention. And they have a smart plan to launch a cheaper subscription with ads later this year. The Comcast results were okay. Their exposure to theme parks and movies hit them and their cable TV customers continue to quit, down 1.4 meters in 2020. Their streaming service Peacock seems to have done okay, but again the numbers were a little opaque. The really interesting news was that they claimed some of the Peacock success was down to their Flex device, a set-top box for streaming. They are considering making it available to non-subscribers, so taking on Roku, Apple, and Amazon. Now who knows more about this than just about anyone? Sky, who they acquired in 2018. Fold in their plan to double the broadband speed, to 50 MBS, for all their basic customers and we can see that the Sky strategy might travel well. Something to watch. It makes sense that the ad-supported IMDB service from Amazon should be available on Roku, but it must have been an interesting negotiation. Both Amazon and Roku usually insist on the right to sell 30% plus of the ad inventory. Will Roku be selling ads on Amazon content? Roku-owned content service launched on the Amazon fire earlier this year, so maybe they balance out? This research into UK streaming subscribers is interesting but not too surprising, it shows the dominance of smart TVs and how half the users use their smartphone whilst watching TV. And there is a high tolerance for ad-supported content. The Telegraph tells us that Freeview is facilitating a conversation between all the key UK broadcasters about a combined service that will aggregate live broadcasts and catch-up programming in one place. This issue of distribution and prominence is really important, and James Harding, ex BBC and now the founder of Tortoise, looks into this too, suggesting that at some point news has to feature in streaming and regulation may make this happen. I think a rethink of Britbox, with a wider remit and an ad focused business model, could solve a lot of these issues. With a handful of key players, NAD feels like the next industry acronym, and a similar number of gatekeepers Roku, Amazon, Apple Chromecast, Samsung, etc. There isn't a page 1 of the EPG to showcase the public service broadcasters. In an odd sort of way the demise of WWE supports this. Having started with DTC Ambition they are now exclusively on Peacock, and it's hard to see how niche services can survive. Audio Clubhouse has got lots of attention this week. From the outside it seems like CB radio for VCs, but I am sure there is value in there somewhere. One thing it does demonstrate is the interest and potential, in audio. Read this report by a smart analyst on the future of social audio, good thinking, and a list of the most interesting social audio startups. And podcasts are evolving, or at least the business models are. Spotify plan to enable charging for individual podcasts, is this the first step towards a substack, or review, for podcasts? The always-in-earpods have changed things. And I am convinced we will start to consume more content as audio rather than text. Apple Cars. It's long been rumored. But it does now seem Apple plan to build a car and are about to do a deal with Hyundai. There are lots of stories speculating on the car spec, but it doesn't yet make sense. One article talks of a top speed of 160 miles per hour, and another that the car will be autonomous. Who wants a self-driving car that can choose to accelerate to that speed? But who wants a self-driving car anyway? The idea seems to have been driven by the idea of eliminating drivers to rescue a flawed business model but whilst Uber can't make money with drivers, they seem to see delivery as a better bet than driverless cars. Electric cars have a big future but I think people enjoy driving them too much to give up on them and take a back seat. The Google partnership with Ford seems a much more practical approach. Platform shift. As you know I am fascinated by TikTok. Our good TikTok creative newsletter is getting good traction and this week, issue 25, we covered little moons, a CPG startup that is using TikTok in a very smart way, and getting great sales results. Another CPG brand taking a novel approach is Chobani, including launching a new, limited-edition yogurt product, Chobani Flip Cookie Dough that is only available through TikTok. VC Lee Jin studied 50-plus startups on TikTok and here's what she found. In our TikTok webinar we did a while back I floated the idea of a platform shift, that the young now focus their attention on Fist, Fortnite. YouTube slash Snap, Twitch and TikTok, rather than GAFA. And these platforms enable fresh new behaviors. Part of it is the conflation of crypto and content. Juventus used fan tokens to let their fans choose a new goal celebration song, avoiding the usual bot voting shenanigans. Although they did end up with a blur song. And .com billionaire turned Dallas Mavericks owner is excited by digital merchandise enabled by non-fungible tokens, NFTs, A LeBron James video highlight sold for $71,000 so NBA top tokens are a thing. His thinking on crypto is interesting. Imagine you could buy a favorite TikTok? There is something happening here. Plus plus. This week our deep dive was Merchant, High Street Blues, High Fashion, Credit and Last Mile, catch up here. You can now watch Benedict Evans present his excellent trends deck. Well worth your time. The Contagious Pioneers Report celebrates great work from 10 agencies. Fortune asks if our friends at Pencil will bring back the three-martini lunch with their machine-generated creative? Still on Creative Tech, Copy.i automates copywriting. Google Key Moments YouTube Video Timestamp Desktop Test. Google Maps on Android just got a killer upgrade you'll wish the iPhone had. IBM Report on Platforms and Ecosystems, The Future of Media and Entertainment. FT big advertisers sit out Super Bowl during pandemic. Finally, last week I recommended the excellent at Packy Messe on the value chain of the open metaverse and this week you must read Matthew Ball on the Apple metaverse.